Welcome to the Matthew Trim Podcast. After spending 15 years at a Fortune 300 company, I left for a smaller company. I soon figured out that the systems, processes, and structure that I took for granted, for the most part, did not exist in smaller companies. This podcast is about transforming your company to develop these systems, processes, and structure to maximize growth and thrive. Thanks to those that will be listening to this podcast and those that already listened to my previous episode. I received lots of great, great feedback from many of you, and you will see a lot of it incorporated into this episode and future episodes. So once again, thank you for listening to previous ones and listening to new ones. The theme for this week's podcast, why do I have to do this? It's not fair. And now a word from my sponsor that I do not have. I eventually will have a sponsor. And a sponsor that I would like to have is Chick-fil-A. First off, their chicken sandwiches are the best. Extra pickle with buffalo sauce, maybe ranch packet. Sounds pretty good. And should I even talk about some of the awesome waffle potato fries? It's making me hungry just thinking about them. Anyway, this podcast is about operational growth made simple. And Chick-fil-A has done really a, a fantastic job at managing and growing Growth is not always about doing as much as you can, as fast as you can. It's about managing the total package of what you are selling in a sustainable manner. And let me, let me kind of explain what I mean. In 2019, Chick-fil-A was averaging approximately $4.2 million in annual revenue per location. This was the best in the fast food market. If you want to compare that to, say, McDonald's, McDonald's was managing approximately $2.8 million per store, and they were in second place. That's for stores with over 1,000 locations nationwide. So what does that mean? It means that I don't have to just love their chicken sandwiches and their waffle fries. I can love how they think and run their business. They really have the ability to provide an exclusivity fill, and every time I go in there, their customer service is just phenomenal, excellent customer service. And both of these add to their total success. And while they are selling excellent chicken sandwiches, they're also selling an overall package that makes it very attractive, at least for me, to eat there. This is operational excellence at its core. Thanks, Chick-fil-A. I invite you to be my sponsor. And now for the business news of this episode. As I talked in the last episode, sadly, really over the last nine months, it's actually been 10 months, there have been a plethora of articles associated with layoffs, furloughs, reduced wages, reduced hours. In fact, just today I was reading an article, which you can reference in the podcast description. Um, the article was written for Entrepreneur. Um, it was written on December 2nd and was titled, he asked his team how to avoid layoff. Their response thrilled him. This article was about a CEO named Dan Price. He was CEO of Gravity Payments. Gravity Payments was faced with a significant financial decision, just as many of you have been faced with. At the onset of the pandemic, Gravity Payments revenue really disappeared. Dan was quoted as saying, we are losing $1.5 per month. 
This to gravity payments equated to about three more months of operating before going out of business. Just as I talked in the previous episode, communication is really important. And for gravity payments, Dan Price asked his team of approximately 200 employees what they should do. The team came up with the idea of letting the team members anonymously volunteer for pay cuts. It was decided that they would give everybody about a week to make the decision. And by the end of the week, the team had volunteered nearly a half a million dollars per month in savings. The even crazier part about it was that there were team members volunteering their whole salary. Wow. So this this volunteering of reduced salary and or their whole salary really extended the company's ability to stave off going out of business for 6 to 12 months instead of the three that was initially thought. In a miraculous turn, by late summer, gravity payments really had turned back around, and Dan, the CEO, was able to pay back all that was lost to those who volunteered for the pay cuts. This is quite the story. I mean, it's pretty amazing that the employees contributed to this company and this leadership by Dan. What I found also very interesting, at the end of the article, Dan was quoted as saying, Businesses love to talk about caring for people, but the conventional wisdom is what really matters in these situations is balance sheet. Leaders will do layoffs deeper and quicker than needed so they can start rehiring sooner and manufacture a comeback story. I am really happy that those at Gravity Payments got repaid and that the methodology that Dan Price implemented and the team implemented was really so successful. But the last quote that Dan stated probably would have been totally different if the business environment that they were in had not changed and improved so quickly. Most of the time, greed and glory do not drive difficult decisions, as kind of Dan alluded to. It is driven really by answering the four questions that I covered in the last episode, combining it with what I'm going to be covering in this episode. So hold on to your hats and here we go. To truly dissect the comments that were made by Dan and to really finish off this series, it's probably prudent that we recap the last episode. So as a recap, in my last episode, I talked in depth about getting in the right mindset around making tough decisions when it comes to employees and costs. And to get into this right mindset, you really have to answer four questions with thinking about multiple things within each one of those questions. So the first question was, what was important or what is important to your employees? It's not always what you think. Sometimes businesses have to do what they have to do and employees understand this. And so therefore it's more about the effectiveness of the communication for both retained employees and employees that are being laid off or furloughed or having their pay cut. Question number two was, what is important to your customers? As I kind of talked a little bit about in the business news, what you provide to your customers is not always just the product. It's usually a package that comes with the product. And so you need to make sure you really understand exactly what you provide to your customers and make sure that you're providing it. It's that simple. Question number three, 
was what was important to the business. A lot of timekeeping in business is probably pretty important to the business. But if you really stop and think about it, there may be excellent opportunities for your business in situations like these. Situations where you have to make tough decisions, but you can come out ahead on the other side if you do it right. And finally, question number four was, what was a stretch? In my mind, in my experience, situations like these always last longer than you expect. You need to make sure that the time you're planning for is doubled, and that's probably the right decision. Why do I have to do this? It's not fair. I probably didn't sound anything like the last time I did it. Oh, well. So we just covered the previous episode to help us get into the right mindset. Let's talk about the four main paths that companies can head down when making these decisions. These are the these paths you can typically hear on the news or the radio or in articles, just as I've talked about in the previous episode and this episode. So path number one is layoffs. So the first thing we need to do is let's let's talk about what a layoff is. So by definition, a layoff is a separation of employment not due to the fault. Of the employee. If I contrast that to being fired in the same theme, being fired is a separation of employment due to the fault of the employee or team member that's being fired. This seems pretty straightforward. And as always, there's multiple caveats. Someone who gets fired from an at will position, assuming there are no other contractual agreements or severance or something along those lines. That person must go out and find another job or live off their savings. Somebody that is laid off, assuming that they meet the eligibility requirements, can actually go and apply for unemployment. Unemployment comes through the states, and it basically provides a percentage of their income up to a maximum amount each week for a specified number of weeks, usually around 26, but it can range depending upon the state. So, for example, In Colorado, an individual that has been laid off can receive up to 55% of their weekly income with a cap at $618 per week, and this could last up to 26 weeks. That is, of course, assuming that that individual is continuing to meet the eligibility requirements. So being laid off provides supplemental income that helps to supplement or bridge gaps between jobs whether that's being rehired at the one that you just left or that you were laid off from or until you find another one. So there's quite a big difference between, say, being fired and being laid off. One other thing that needs to be stated about being laid off is that the unemployment benefits that you receive, it does not include any sort of other benefits that you may have been receiving while you were employed at that company. That could include health care, health insurance, life insurance, those types of things. If I tried to summarize, and I'm going to do this for each one of these paths, I'm going to take a look at employees' pros and cons and then businesses' pros and cons. So pros from an employee standpoint, pros of being laid off. You get financial unemployment. The company has to make the decision the company has to make. But if you do get laid off, the employees have financial unemployment benefits through the state. On top of that, with the current federal COVID packages, 35 states can add an extra $300 per week on top of what whatever your state states is the maximum amount. 
the cons to the employees for being laid off. One, there's a separation of employment. That means that that employee is no longer employed at that establishment. So if you lay somebody off, that employee is no longer your employee. Two, most of the time, it's, it's a partial pay realization. An example, state of Colorado, 55% up to $618 plus 300 federal, so $918 a week. For some people, that will be close to their pay. Others, it'll only be a partial pay realization. Thirdly, there's no other benefits such as health insurance or life insurance. Nothing else provided to that employee. The employee that's laid off has to go out and search out and find health insurance. So what are the pros and cons for layoffs for, from a business standpoint? Pros, separation of employment. And this is really important if you cannot find or define an end time for the financial displacement that you're going through. Number two, cost reduction, of course, through wages and benefits. This helps to meet the overall goals that you're looking to meet and you laid out based upon the previous episode's conversation. And number three, there's financial help for team members. If you're a company that is compassionate towards your team members, yet you still have to do this, it's somewhat of a solace that the team members that do get laid off, their financial distress can be bridged somewhat by the unemployment benefits. The cons for a business, from a business standpoint, it's a difficult process of losing team members. When you separate employment, it's difficult to separate employment, especially if team members have been working for you for a long time. Secondly, there's an increase in taxes due to layoffs. Thirdly, over time, you may lose team members if they find another job someplace else, especially key team members. So in summary, for option number one, which is layoffs, there's a separation of employment with that team member, but that team member can get unemployment, which will help financially. Layoffs are especially good from a business perspective if there's no end in sight for the financial displacement that, that the company's going through. Now that we've covered path number one, layoffs, let's cover path number two, which is furloughs. Furloughs are basically when there is no separation of employment by the company, but there's also no work. Therefore, team members are basically sent home without pay but they continue to be an employee of the company that furloughed them. By continuing to be an employee of the company that furloughed them, they continue to receive other benefits from that company, such as health insurance, if that's what they're receiving, or life insurance, etc. Furthermore, an added benefit for an employee that's being furloughed for the times that they are not being paid, just as long as they continue to stay eligible, they can also apply for unemployment benefits through the state. Just as somebody that was laid off, somebody that is furloughed can get partial pay while they are not being paid by the company that furloughed them. I won't belabor this too long, so I'm going to jump right into the pros and cons. So the pros associated with furloughs from an employee standpoint is one, and pro number one, there's no separation of employment. They're still an employee. Pro number two, the other benefits that they were receiving, they continue to receive them just as long as they weren't tied to their pay. Pro number three for the employee, times that they are not being paid, and as long as they stay eligible, they can receive unemployment benefits through the state to help bridge the pay difference until they come back to work for the company that furloughed them. Con, from a con standpoint for employees that were furloughed, 
they receive partial pay. Just as it was with uh, layoffs, there's a partial pay piece to it. From a business standpoint, the pros and cons are, pro number one, you keep all your employees. So if there's key employees that you're concerned about losing, by furloughing them, they continue to stay an employee. And therefore, you can't lose them unless they quit. The second pro is that there's a cost, cost reduction for the company through reduction in wages. Pro number three for the business is that there's a financial unemployment benefits for the employee when they are not being paid by the company. So just as we talked about businesses being compassionate, same thing here. The cons for the business for furloughing, con number one, and this is probably the biggest, most substantial con out of all of them for furloughing versus, say, laying off. If the financial displacement that the company is going through lasts longer or is more substantial than really what was expected associated with the time frame that was laid out for the furloughs, then the company, your company, would have to go back and either lay off these people at a later date or reevaluate and do something else. Because most, most companies cannot furlough indefinitely because they continue to pay the benefits to the employees and the employees continue to stay employed. And so at some point, if, if what you expected to last six months turns into a year or turns into two years, at some point along the line there, the company has to go back in and either fire or lay off or really take the next steps associated with the financial displacement which could create issues for employees that are working or those that have been furloughed, and then they have to go back in and go through another stressful situation. The second con associated with, with the business and furloughing is the business is still paying the benefits. So some of the financial gains that could have been made through laying off versus furloughing, i.e. not paying the benefits, could have been used towards recovery. The third con from a business standpoint for furloughing is that they also received increased taxes, just as we talked about when a company lays off. So in summary, a furloughed employee has no separation of employment, so they continue to stay employed. They can apply for unemployment benefits for the times that they're not being paid. The company will still continue to pay for their other benefits, but it can create a big issue if the displacement, the financial displacement lasts a lot longer because things would have to be reevaluated and layoffs would have to happen at a later date. And some of the savings that you could have got through laying off versus furloughing might have helped you turn the company around quicker to where you could have hired everybody back. But in this case, it might have delayed it or, or made, it, made the whole situation worse from, from a business standpoint. Now that we've covered path number one, which was layoffs, and path number two, which is furloughs, let's talk about path number three, which is reduced wages. Reduced wages can be accomplished either through reduced salaries or reduced pay rates or reduced hours working or available to work if um, that employee is hourly or compensated based upon the number of hours they work. So I won't uh, belabor this too long. Let's jump right into the pros and cons associated with it. From an employee standpoint, the pros, pro number one, 
There's no separation of employment. Pro number two, the benefits continue because there's no separation of employment. Furthermore, that employee that has a reduced wage will continue to receive wages at the reduced rate. The con from an employee standpoint is that if the financial displacement lasts longer than expected, or at least longer than was communicated, uh, discontentment can easily show up and create havoc, can create poison. Employees can look at it being like from a from a view of, you know, the company is starting to turn around or the company is maintaining all right. I should be getting paid more. I should be getting paid what I used to get paid. It, it can create a poison that can be very dangerous. The pros and cons from a business standpoint are as follows. Pros from reduced wages. You maintain all your team members. The second pro from a business standpoint, you realize cost reductions through the reduced wages. Third, from a business standpoint, from what I've seen and what I've experienced, companies actually have an increased short-term sense of unity within the company. Because most of the time when there's reduced wages, it's not necessarily on a voluntary level, but pe- people feel like they're contributing to really make it through whatever sort of displacement's going on. And they're, therefore, they are supporting that activity. And so they feel tied to the company a little bit stronger. There are exceptions to that, of course, when it's forced and not requested. From cons from a business standpoint of reduced wages, it requires a defined time frame. Otherwise, you end up with the discontentment and potential other poison that, that could ruin really the, the whole state of your business, even when things turn around. The second con from an, a business standpoint is that there's potential loss of key employees to competitors. So if you reduce pay of a highly skilled individual that can easily pick up a job someplace else, they might just do that. And thirdly, from a, the third con from a business standpoint, not everybody wants pay reduction. When people are doing a job for what the market pays for it, a lot of them will want to continue to do that job for what the market pays for it. So in summary, a team member who has reduced pay, there's no separation of employment, so they continue to stay employed. They continue to get their health benefits and their other benefits, and they can continue to get paid at the rate that that it was reduced to. As for the company, if there's no defined time frame, the biggest problem that can show up It's just the discontentment from employees when they realize that they no longer want to have the reduced pay. So this is really ties back to the business news and Dan Price and the decision that and his team members made for gravity payments. They turned around really quickly. It took a couple months before pay was restored and actually back pay was given. And so there was really no time for the discontentment. His statements ultimately about greed and glory are not necessarily true. Most companies don't make the decision to lay off or cut deep or cut quick so that they can charge back and create a good story. They do it because they've thought through the details. They understand the differences between the options. And they made the decision based upon risk. The path that Dan Price and Gravity Payments took was, in my mind, had the highest risk out of all the different paths, but it also had the highest return. 
And he just happened to get lucky. The company just happened to get lucky. That being said, this episode has been very technical in nature as it relates to layoffs, furloughs, wage reductions. So I'll try to really end with a simple process that you can follow to make sure that you're making the right decision. Step one, get in the right mindset. You can do this by really reviewing the previous episode or answering these four questions. Define what is important to your employees. Define what is important to your customers. Define what is important to the business and determine what is a stretch. Step two, determine if there are any contractual agreements, such as union agreements, which would dictate the path that you would must follow. Step three, revisit the expected time frame based upon a stretch. So you have this time frame. If that time frame is long and undefined, you should likely choose layoffs. If that time frame is short or defined with an end, you can choose layoffs, furloughs, or wage reductions. And the choice between those is based upon risk. You increase your risk as you go from layoffs to furloughs because you may have to do something further. You have to may, may have to lay off at a later date if you furlough. And there's even more risk between furloughs and wage reductions because wage reductions, if it lasts longer than expected or you're longer than your employees expect, it could actually create long-term structural systemic issues within your company. With a final summary, you now have the process you can take to make good decisions, so good luck. And finally, the scripture verse of the day comes from Second Chronicles 16.9. It comes out of the NLT. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I say, let's be strengthened. Thanks again to those that are listening. You are listening to the Matthew Trim Podcast. Have a great week.